Hello and welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast. Ten of the best new tracks each week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers. And me, Gareth May. Yo, I've seen it, touched it, tasted it, fucked it, wasted it, lost it, hated it and loved it. You would have thought that he'd learnt a great deal. Ill, still stuck on a setting that ain't chill. Oh, but still, you ain't never seen my level slipping. He's got the Weber in him. Burn your fingers on a situation that you've never been in. That's what happens when you're cooking in the devil's kitchen. Ah, oh, shit. Started swigging the whiskey out of the oak barrel. The little bastard is back grabbing his own tackle. No hassle, I'm bareback in your whole gaggle. Starting to feel like a battle rapper with no battles. You ain't gonna get no peace, I'm a fucking beast. Man, I'm from the Middle East, peace to Piri Reese. Listen to him when he speaks, or he drag you out the building by your fucking cheeks. I keeps it village. Hello, welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast. We got you started with the sounds of Delens, the track called Black Helicopters featuring Dabbler. It's uh, taken from his album, Electric Fence, second album on Potent Funk Records, a record label that does a good line in its hip-hop, rap, grime sort of stylings. Oh, it's cool. It's like sort of like slow-mo grime, like half speed, making it feel really bouncy. Exactly, really bouncy, really quite unusual production as well it's uh yeah the second time we played the lens on the pod we played him back in 2019 april 2019 we played pull which was featuring guilty simpson uh, which was out on exit records another excellent london record label not actually sure where potent funk are from it's certainly uk but uh, i'm not sure whether it's london or elsewhere bit more about uh Delenz. it's the producer of neil andrew tried hard not to say andrew neil there and he's taking a turn yeah exactly it's very very good his first album was also out on exit records in 2019 called lingua franca and yeah that's the end of that nice both of us were talking before we have both got a real mishmash of genres and weird stuff and all sorts for this podcast weird radio adverts it's gonna be a grand one i think I want to play you some Indonesian metal on the subject of Gareth, the kind of thing that my esteemed co-host would normally bring. But this time, it's me. It's by an artist called Nan Saranai, and it's from an album called Ultimate R-E-G-E, but I'm going to say Ultimate Rage rather than Ultimate 
reggae or something, <laughs> however, however you would pronounce that. <laughs> and I want to play you this track here. It's called Enthronement Ceremony. gonna have to explain all of that to me <laughs> what's going on well musically it's equal parts makes you like metal like definitely sort of screaming vocals but also a strong element of feeling like you're racing on a horse <laughs> very much like you're racing on a horse i mean do you know how much i love a horse for sure so so definitely it's got a bit of the sort of morricone sweeping western horse riding feel to it so 
that's what it is. It's uh, Indonesian horse riding metal. Wow. You heard it first, they, I, uh, yeah, that is a description I'm using. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So the artist is Nan Serrani. The track we heard is Enthronement Ceremony from the album Ultimal Rage. It is out on Death Cult Productions. Uh, it's out now. It's up on Bandcamp, on the Nan Serrani Bandcamp. Not a ton to go on, apart from Nan Serrani itself was a 13th century independent nation inside Borneo that lasted 100 years. But I uh, don't think that's much to do with uh, the actual music. And uh, yeah, as I said, it's being released on Death Cult. And that's about what I got. It's the only release here on the Bandcamp. And uh, yeah, just I heard it, it was on the Bandcamp's uh, article for Best Metal. I was like, that's cracking. <laughs> Definitely amongst the best metal I've heard for a long time. It wasn't like their traditional song, uh, their traditional <laughs> music in uh, this uh, ancient Borneo country that lasted for 100 years i don't think so it's just... the national anthem yes it's not the national anthem. I, just, I, I presume it just he thought it sounded cool <laughs> yeah no it's fantastic so unusual as well it's like it's almost like shaking my arm in like a sea shanty-esque sort of jig halfway through that as well it's so so good comment here on the band camp i am very picky when it comes to my black metal but this i pick with great satisfaction and joy the music tears my soul apart favorite song enthronement ceremony yeah i mean if any of the other songs are as good as that one that is uh that is an album to get immediately uh, coming out on cassette apparently on banner of blood from the us uh, label. it says here vinyl coming in the second half of 2021 via death cult productions yeah this death cult i know them i need to look, spend a bit more time looking into it death cult is a uk label exactly so i think this is an independently released on digital and then this us label is like i'm gonna put that out on tape and then death cult which is a uk black metal label is like i'm gonna release that uh, on vinyl so awesome and i am going to buy that <laughs> absolutely no doubt a complete change of pace now i'm going to take you to uh, marley this is the sounds of Nahawa Dumbla. She is a Molinese singer, as I say, from uh, the Wasulu region in southern Mali. Uh, she sings a lot about uh, love, uh, the position of women in Malian society, the plight of African refugees abroad. She wrote a really beautiful uh, sort of statement of intent, really, around the record, which I will read to you after playing the music. This is Nahawa Dumbia, and this track is called Juga.
more music that I think you could ride a horse to if you really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of like a, a bit slower, you know, just like a nice walk in the hot summer's day. Exactly. It's the sounds of Nahawa Dumbia, the track called Juga. is taken from her album called Kandawa, released on Awesome Tapes from Africa. Obviously a fine record label from the US that releases a lot of old and contemporary music from the great continent. Yeah, yeah, I listened to that one uh, in the today as well. But I was thinking about playing it and then ended up picking some other stuff. So there we go. It's very nice that it got in there anyway, because it's a cracking album. But yeah, it is. And uh, Nahawa Dumbia has been uh, around for a long time. She's been releasing music since 1981, quite a lot on AS Records, Out of the Ivory Coast. And the blurb here, so the meaning of Kanawa is so simple. We see our children trying to cross the ocean all the time. I said that many of our children die in the ocean and some of them die while crossing the Sahara. Some climb over wires across the borders and they have gotten shot. We have asked them not to leave and instead stay home. But I ask them, why do they leave their country? Why do they decide to go? They said that they leave because of the family situation or problems, poverty and unemployment. We told them if they are ever to leave, they should privilege legal ways. They should abide by laws vigorously when they are to emigrate. That's better than hiding in boats or adopting other illegal means. I ask them to stay and work in their country so that we can help each other find a solution to this problem. I call on the UN and African leaders so that we can coordinate our efforts to find a solution to create jobs for them so that young people stop leaving. This song is about that message and I chose it as the title of my album because I like it. My choice is because it's very meaningful and it is something we see on a daily basis. And yeah, she continues, but that's sort of the vein, the, the background and how she speaks and the approach she takes to her music and the message within that. Well, we can certainly get behind every part of that. But yeah. And, you know, so her, you know, a little bit on the music, you know, music is very traditional Malinese or should I say Owasulu and yeah instrumentation Kameli, Nagoni, Djembe, Bala the things that we hear a lot in music that is from or inspired by lots of places in the southern central African continent. Nice we're proper moving around the world here because of, we started with something from the UK and then we had something from Indonesia and we had something from Mali and I'm going to play something from Russia. So it's like a, really putting in those miles. Well, we need New Zealand next to sort of really, really get those air miles in. I do have Australia later. Oh, I'll do. <laughs> Long time listeners will know that I absolutely adored a band called Mirrored Lips from St. Petersburg in Russia. Released a number of absolutely killer albums. I brought them over for some shows. I think they're sort of still going, but like not really releasing much. I'm not sure exactly what their status is. Maybe let's say temporary hiatus, let's say. But um, Sasha, the guitarist from the band, has been putting out a fair amount of solo music, and she sent me um, a new thing a couple of days ago that is called Holy Spring. She is a really unusual and absolutely fantastic guitarist. This um, release is uh, quite varied, but I really like this track. It's a lot of short songs on here. This track is called Kino, and it's from a record just called Nine. Thank you. 
Yeah, so just 90 seconds there. I really like it. It reminds me a bit of Tamaga, actually, to be honest, that we opened the show uh, with last time. Definitely got that sort of sounds to it. Holy Spring from St. Petersburg. The track's called Kino. We were speaking about it on emails, and we were talking about COVID stuff, and then sort of moving on from that, she said, feels like the right time to start everything from scratch. Holy Spring is a scratch story. So I think that's sort of like sort of gives you an idea like she'd done some band work she did some sort of solo minimalist work that was more in a sort of techno electronic direction not sure if we played that on the pod or not maybe not that i recall no that sounds okay, interesting. Yeah, that was a that was a couple of years ago now probably and then this so yeah she goes on to say a few other things but i think that's, that's sort of the important stuff if you like it there's a whole record there the band camp is i love water bandcamp.com so if you look up you won't find it on holy spring because it's uh yeah i love water.bandcamp.com and then yeah you could find the whole record there and if you like it dig into the back catalog certainly had a similar feel to like some of the watery sam spence stuff like uh water world <laughs> uh, that he released uh, well finders keepers compiled but library music and that sort of stuff jo- a bit of john yes. baker in that as well sam spence sounds what an absolutely brilliant album yeah, incredible. Actually, it's worth clarifying, like anyone who doesn't know who Mirrored Lips are, they don't sound anything like that either. The Mirrored Lips are no, a lot it's more. A, it's a sort of a, it's a punk, post-punk sort of band. Yeah, funnily enough, I've got a Mirrored Lips cassette uh, that they released on Cruel Nature Recordings right next to me. And next to that, I have one from Death Is Not The End, the, the wonderful London, UK record label nts show releases some absolutely phenomenal music from back in the day yeah love love the radio show they have a radio show and their latest record that is out right now just come out on a cassette is this uh, collection of recordings of london pirate radio adverts between 1984 and 1993 <laughs> and talk about library music talk about sampling stuff it's really hard to play one of these just on its own it, you really need to play more than one to get the sense of the releases as, as a whole but i'm going to play three but i'm we're going to talk between each one just to get immediate reactions and quickly move through them but and talked about this podcast being very global this first track is very much local to where i'm currently as at. local as it gets i bet i feel a bit nostalgic for something that i never experienced about the sort of golden age of pirate radio and um, you know not the right age for that still going around london sometimes if you're in a car with a normal radio you can still come across uh, pirate radio stations stumble definitely it seems like that was something from before but no uh, i feel that like if we were doing this 20 or 30 what more like 30 years ago we might have been involved in uh, some pirate radio <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. and it's really unusual it's really i'm gonna just play these ones i'm gonna play the first one which is called limelight this is from extraordinarily local to where i'm standing right now (laughs) the limelight nightclub whitehorse lane south norwood se25 the best in soul reggae and soca every week from friday to sunday on friday night it's fair play promotions night with top djs and the best music on saturday night it's party night and on sunday the big one of the week yes every sunday featuring guest resident dj from capital radio david ruddigan david ruddigan bubbling in fine style. For further information, call 01-653-1876. The Limelight Nightclub, Whitehorse Lane, South Norwood. It's the place to be. Whitehorse Lane, South Norwood is, I could probably throw a stone from here to there. 
Do you have any idea uh, what building Limelight was? Or We have no idea and the internet doesn't help. So it's what my uh, esteemed partner is going to investigate, I think. But we can just find out what the address was. You can walk down there and at least see what building it used to be. Yeah, so it's, uh, I love so much about that on its own. Just like the music underneath all these adverts is without doubt always phenomenal, really interesting and diverse like Pirate Radio was. But I just love the echo on the David Rodigan Thing also, Rodigan's uh, done quite well since his resident days at Limelight. Yeah, I think his fee's gone up. Yeah, it might have gone up a little bit. So, completely different one this time. I'm going to play one which is, uh, you'll get it from the title. This one is called Ravers Dateline. Hey, Ravers, just popped in to let you know about the Innocence Boy and Girl Ravers lines. Now, girls, if you want to meet fellow boy ravers to socialise with, go to raves with, or even start a long-lasting relationship with, all you have to do is dial 0839 812 752. That's 0839 812752 to listen to the boy ravers. Now, boys, we haven't forgotten about you, and if you want to listen to the girl ravers, all you have to do is simply dial 0839 812-753. I'll give you that again, 0839-812-753. And if you're a boy or girl who wishes to leave a message so that you too can join in the fun on the Boy Girl Ravers line, all you have to do is dial 0839-812-754. That's 0839-812-754. And tell us all about yourself, courtesy of Innocence94. I think that's the closest we've got to one that you could probably drop at a club. <laughs> uh, just like the, the boo boo bits of that I'm enjoying a lot. And then where they do the, the speaking of the phone number, also beautiful. Heterosexual ravers unite. Exactly. It's uh, very silly. And the last one, it's a different world, you know, dating on the ravers dateline. And the last one I'm going to play is called Under 18's Disco. Fresh Beats presents an under 18's disco of ragga, house, rap, and swing on May the 4th from 7 pm till 11. Members will be charged at £3 and guests £3.50. The venue for this occasion is Annerley Town Hall, Annerley Road, SE20 8BD. DJs on the night will include the unknown, Rizzler and Bad Boy, DJ Bones, DJ Dream, plus the Starpoint Roadshow. For membership details, telephone 0836 405 759. That's 0836 405 759. Without doubt, the best music on the whole record is in the, is in that one, the under 18s disco. I'm not sure what they're on about, but Annalee is pretty much equidistant between the two of us. Yes, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty close to me. And I just double checked. Annalee Town Hall's still there, and it's uh, looking good. And yeah, but that, the music absolutely cracking. And just loving the randomly introduced flute funk right at the end of there as well. <laughs> it's just like wow, they don't make radio adverts like they used to. It's uh, yeah, unreal. But there you go. Something very different for the pod. I mean, we've played radio ads on the pod before, but yeah, it's from the record called London Pirate Radio Adverts 1984 to 1993, mercifully volume one. <laughs> 
I think one volume is enough. Yeah, one volume, which of course has got about 30 odd tracks on it, I think. Let me just. <laughs> Minimum, surely. Yeah, it should be a C90 cassette, right? So it should have way more, 40 tracks on there. But no, really looking forward to yeah, having that in my collection. You and Justino, uh, when you come back from Beer Cabin after an evening, just get in, get the Pirate Radio ads on. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, well, 100% happen. It will fall into the same category as Dirty Fan Mail by Wisby. So, yeah, <laughs> for those who don't know, Wisby, um, Dirty Fan Mail is a record released on Trunk Records. It is a series of letters written to page three models and porn stars by men who were part of their fan clubs and it's just like absolutely hilarious uh, all recorded in a silly voice for some reason my ipad just started showing me porn things <laughs> Did it? is that what was happening back there yeah. suddenly the, the sounds of shagging from the background i heard uh was that your your, your voice activated <laughs> it was it's just like i just say porn and the ipad is straight in <laughs> credit to apple it was p-a-w-n porn mm-hmm. anyway that makes me feel like we should move on to the next track i want to play you music from an australian duo that uh, oh, I actually forgot that I had some Australian here covering myself <laughs> in the uh, in the global stakes, and we played them on the podcast a little while ago. They're called Party Dozen. It's drums and saxophone duo with a bit of vocals on this. They are pretty ace. This is a brand new song from them. It's called The Worker.
There we go. That is the sounds of Party Dozen. It's a new single. It's called The Worker. They released an album, The Living Man, start of the year, last year, um, which is, I believe, what we played before. I'm pretty certain what I said about the band last time is that they would be a great fit at Baba Yaga's or Royal Power. It just seems like it just fits like a dream. You know what fits like a dream? What's that? My new Baba Yaga's hut hoodie <laughs> i will put it on social media because me and gareth are wearing matching baba yaga's hoodies yes and yes. excellent link underneath my snug fitting baba yaga's hut hoodie which are sold out so i can't sell them is our brand new independent music podcast t-shirts which have come in we generally do them made to order and we've sent out all the ones that people have bought so thank you very much but we currently have three left on our uh, big cartel so that's independent music podcast.bigcartel.com if you want to purchase one of the last uh, IMP t-shirts, then you can be one of the special people. But Anthony, I'm a small or medium or large or extra large man, woman or person. Do you have a size for me? We don't have any extra larges, but I believe we have two larges and a medium. Two larges and a medium. So if you're <laughs> a medium-sized human. <laughs> we got it for you. Back to Party Dozen. Party Dozen are a duo of saxophonist Kirsty Tickle, amazing surname, and percussionist Jonathan Boulay. The singing in there is Kirsty screaming into the saxophone microphone as well, which I wholeheartedly approve of. It says, like in the blurb about the song, that they did a show at Sydney Opera House. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't a headliner, but the fact that they got on there at all seems pretty, pretty amazing. If it's the equivalent of them getting on stage, what the Royal Opera House, uh, so the Royal Opera House or maybe Royal Albert Hall here or something, you know, that's a, that's a decent gig. I haven't been into the Sydney Opera House. I've been at the Sydney Opera House, but I do believe it's like the Royal Albert Hall where there's other rooms within that host performance. I'm going to choose to believe it was uh, in the main hall though. Headline show. <laughs> minimum yeah. several nights i may be wrong about that i've got no idea as i say but i've, got, I've just got that feeling well there it is party doesn't hopefully bring them over to the uk soon our australian listeners and uh you know like our fantastic producer nick uh they're from sydney and i know that they're having gigs more over there than we have here so you might get a chance to see them live sooner rather than later i am going to move northwards now and this is uh, from japan this is the sounds of mikado koko she is a phenomenal artist as at least a couple of eps on record labels we like like shango records out of greece she also released an ep last year i think or the year before called saikaku on a tropical twister records which is a sao paulo based label she came to my attention from Shango Records release, but also through the one on Akathon, one of my favorite compilations of all time, Sieto, in the beginning, Woman Was the Sun, which was a compilation of Japanese female artists. Uh, so Mikado, Koko, Kiki Hitomi, Kunatic, and I was going to say many others. I think there's only seven, but uh, a couple of others. This record, though, is her first full length, as far as I can tell. It's I've heard here, pretty bonkers release, uh, which really does sum it up. It is a stunning, stunning piece of work. It's also released on Akfon. It's called Maza Guzu. And this is her taking essentially Charles Perrault's fairy tales, translating them to Japanese and reading them amongst some really pretty unsettling music as well. It's pretty hard to define, hard, pretty hard to describe. Hope you enjoy listening to it. This is called Ten Little Kuronbo.
ました。クリオ、クロンボの子供がクリオ。どのかも、どのかも、朝寝坊で一人がとうとう寝過ごした。
There you go, Mikado Coco, track called Ten Little Kurombo, taken from her f- fantastic record and fantastically unusual record, Maza Guzu, released on Akafon Records out of France. It says at the end of the press release, uh, she now focuses her energy on avant-garde poetry reading related to feminism and gender equality, which, yeah, avant-garde is correct. I thought that was something to appreciate rather than enjoy. It was damn creepy. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. It's uh, it's interesting. Like Akafon back in June last year, sort of obviously well into the pandemic, decided to try a subscription service and try and get people to essentially fund their next 10 releases by taking out a membership. And essentially goes to funding releases like that. And I mean, if I saw that release, I might not rush out and buy it on record, but I'm insanely happy that my money of buying that membership means that it funds those sorts of releases and it means that music exists. Yeah, definitely. If what you know Acaphone from is like the more Afrobeat sort of unusual party music, which they do release some of, or like uh, some more jazzy stuff, then you're like, oh, what's the new release? Ah! <laughs> exactly you know if you love a bit of koshin moon or rizan saeed or you know but you know at the, at the same time they have released things like kink gong and gamelan of the walking warriors and, and uh, koshin moon even has got a pretty strong avant-garde edge to it as well exactly but a phenomenal record label releases a lot of unusual music and yeah it, this one is definitely worth investing your time in. It's got a beautiful cover, which I can't wait to get on vinyl either. Yeah, I thought I was eyeing that up as a possible cover for this week as well while that was on. I was like, Gaz might choose that one. It's quite busy though, but... It's a bit busy. I think I might be going for the Nan Sarunai. But no, Akafon, yeah, do go check out all their stuff. Nice. Gareth played a couple of tracks or three tracks from a sort of unusual compilation. And I'm also going to play here one track from an unusual compilation. It is a hundred song digital compilation from Dust to Digital Records called Excavated Shellac, an alternate history of the world's music. It was sent to me by a regular listener, Robbie Judkins, who also sent the Nissa Dumbia one that you played in the email as well as a recommendation for the pod. So thanks, Robbie. You always send some of the finest music around. Yeah, and this is one of those ones where it is, you know you can't see everything great that comes out, and I totally missed it. And this is a really interesting record. Basically, chap who runs the label from the US, Atlanta, Georgia, is a collector of uh, shellac records from all over the world. And the, this record uh, is 100 digital songs. It also comes with 183-page PDF liner notes if you uh, want to get stuck in, which is a, about as detailed liner notes as you'll find from any release in history, I think. What I can tell you in the sort of uh, in very brief, and I think he makes a very good point, is that if you come from the West and we dominate uh, the sort of journalistic history of music, so to speak, you you get taught, you know, who's the important artists and the vital artists, and, you know, you old blues, Robert Johnson or something, or, you know, or Beethoven or, you know, whatever it is that you want. But every country has their own extremely deep musical tradition. And even with our country's 
as you know, as people who work in underground music, the artists that become the most famous and the most successful are often not necessarily the best. It can be, but it can also just be a trick of fate and luck and good promotion and good marketing and good timing and all sorts of things. Who can say what the real, quote-unquote, important music is? So he's taken here 100 songs from all over the world that he considers important musical works from the various countries. hope I haven't waffled on too long. There's quite a lot to say on this record. No, no, it's interesting. I mean, music is subjective as it always has been. And importance is a really possibly less subjective term, but it's not definitely not the most popular, but the most influential. There's lots of ways you could look at importance to art. Sure. Or to culture. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Which artists end up being exactly the most quote-unquote important. Exactly. Loads of factors involved and often not just the music. So I want to play you one track from this. It's a track from Panama. It's by Grupo Istmeno and it's called Coge El Pandero Que Seteva. Absolutely adore the percussion at the end of that song. That is Coge El Pandero Que Seteva 
from Panama by Grupo Estimeo. Yeah, it's fantastic. So just really, oh, really enjoying this podcast. Like it's so <laughs> pretty unusual selection of tracks, even by uh, usual standards. But yeah, when I knew what I had, and then I saw sort of what you had, I knew I also felt the same. I was like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be a weird and wonderful one. So a hundred tracks from all different countries, old shellac recordings. Wow, yeah. I'm into it. Exactly. A hundred recordings and a hundred stories in an extensive illustrated PDF. He says, this collection highlights music that is often invisible in today's world. The incredible world of global recordings that aren't jazz, blues, country, rock and roll, R&B, or quote unquote classical. And um, yeah, so yeah, it came out in uh, December and that is compiled by uh, Jonathan Ward of Duster Digital Records, who has been compiling and doing compilations of shellac recordings for some years now. But this is the uh, first time I've heard of it, I'll admit. $35 seems a bit of a bargain for all of that. But yeah, I will investigate on the next Bandcamp Fee Free Day, which I found out this <laughs> week they are doing again. Yeah, this Friday, if you're listening, in early February. Last one for me, I promised I'd go to Australia, didn't I? This is from Cousin, he's a producer from Sydney, and yeah, my notes here, you can tell why I don't really write about music anymore. A bouncy, boingy club music. That's uh, <laughs> Boingy. Boingy. <laughs> if I ran a physical record shop, these would be the categories I'd put things in. Uh, <laughs> but this is, yeah, so Cousin, he's a producer from Sydney, they released a couple of records on a couple of different labels uh, from that part of the world. This one's out on Moonshoe Recordings from Sydney as well. Cat number MSH011. This track is called One Ton.
they have it. Sounds like a cousin track called One Ton, taken from the EP MSH 011, a bouncing boy in your club music, Anthony Chalmers. <laughs> I'm not sure I could play that in the club. Uh, there, so uh, maybe elements of it. And a bit of boinging there. Yeah, certainly. Moonshoe Recordings is where that's coming from, uh, from Sydney. Like I said before, a message from Q came out on Moonshoe also last year, Cousin EP on Outer Time Inner Space last year, and he released a 7-inch called Overtime on Best Effort out of Melbourne. And yeah, it really reminded me of that sort of obviously contemporized uh, watery library music. But yeah, into it. Oh, it's cool. No, while that song was on, I got one of those notifications from Facebook that it was our 12-year friendship anniversary, Gareth Main. I mean, podding for 11, uh, well, with a marriage gap in the middle. <laughs> well, how about that? 12 beautiful years. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no wonder I look much older. What was the gig? Um, I thought that it was David Cronenberg's wife with Paul Hawkins. Does uh, that sound right to you? Uh, maybe not Paul Hawkins, maybe, but David Cronenberg's wife sounds about right. Because on, on the listings for that gig, because I found my old listings, it's on the 2nd of January, but there has some other DJs in there. And I'm wondering if uh, if you join the bill later instead of me. Anyway, whatever. If it was that, then it was January the 2nd, 2009. Yeah, there's a, I, I the, the first one. time I'd met you was at Hoxton Bar and Kitchen, a gig you were putting on there, which was Drum Eyes, I think, which uh, you put me on the guest list for nicely. And so we said oh, hello. Well. Yeah, that, I put on Drum Eyes there a couple of times, but I know that that was the first one. And it was absolutely freaking great gig. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I miss those guys. I think that's about all we've got time for, right, guys? Last one? Certainly is. The first track I played was Pretty Gnarly, and I'm going to end with something that's pretty gnarly. It is from a London-based band called Gaffer Bandana. Gaffer Bandana features Jill from Bruxa Maria, who you would have heard on this podcast before. It's being released on Human Worth Recordings that we've been uh, playing uh, on and off. And it's recorded by the one and only Tim Cedar of Part Chimp in his studio. Part Chimp have actually got a new album coming as well, so... Few things make me happier than up and coming new Part Jimp album, which I have had the joy of listening to a bit. This is only the debut Gaffer Bandana album, even though they have been around for a while, just clearly not released a full length. And uh, if you like Bugs and Maria, you know what sort of thing's coming. This track is called Breakage, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. Bye. 